0: Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. Um, I am hosting today, and I do not have my normal host with me, Stephanie. I have a uh, one of our missionaries, Alyssa Duggar, right now with me. Alyssa, say hey. Hi. And we are in the Dominican right now, so you may notice some motorbikes going by or um, the church next door kicking up or some propaganda vehicles going by screaming some music. <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah. So, um, And we have a team with us currently right now uh, in the other room, so we may hear them clanging around a little bit too. But um, um, I'm so glad to be here. Um, Alyssa is um, a missionary here in the Dominican. Her husband, Ian, has been on the podcast before. Um, Just recently, we had Josiah, the missionary intern from our church, on the podcast. And so Alyssa, I think, is my last one from the Dominican team um, that we haven't had on. And so we're excited that you're here, Alyssa. Alyssa, tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever way you want to go.
0: Yeah. So I grew up in South Georgia, born and raised, and grew up with four brothers and a sister, so uh, the fourth of six. Um, Grew up in the church, um, felt called to ministry, and um, long story short, ended up here. It's always (laughs) kind of been my dream.
1: Husband and wife team. Yep. And you guys have been serving here how long now?
0: Um, So I've I've been here three years this month, this October. Wow. Um, So three years. Ian has been here a little longer than I before we got married, Um, so he's been here uh, just over
1: four awesome mm-hmm. and by the time this comes out listen Ann will probably have already been with us in danville um visiting with us and so because uh, i don't have any idea when this is going to come out so um that's exciting and um what's your main role in the dominican and missionary role because i know you got so tell them tell them about the part you do with the mission and then the part you do outside of the mission right
0: so. yeah so um I am technically a field coordinator here. Um, my husband is a field manager, um, so he manages the whole location, and then I help out with a few um, a few specific things. I help manage our merchandise store. I help do data entry, so I get to read through all of the applications for cool. families and get to put them on the computer. That's cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Um And, yeah, help with that entry and then any other projects around um, whatever is needed for our team to get teams ready to come. Um, Lots of details. Yeah, Yeah. any of our housing buildings and stuff.
1: And outside of working for CASAS, like today. Yeah. No, yesterday, not today. Today you are with us all day. But yesterday, you were at another job. Yeah. Um, talk about that.
0: So I part-time teach English um, to kindergarten through uh, pre-K through second grade um, at a local private Christian school that one of our partnering pastors, Pastor Michelle, just recently started up. So we are in our third year now. Um, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Um, and so awesome. it's been such a blessing. I've been with them for... Two. I've been with them since the very beginning. So two years now. Um, I've been teaching, um, and it's just it's That's wonderful. Awesome. It's awesome.
1: wonderful. Yeah. So if those of you who don't know, we'll we'll throw some information up um, on social and stuff. But once again, we're talking about Casa Por Cristo, um, which is a parachurch ministry organization located in multiple countries um, where we uh, build houses for people in need and share the gospel. But primarily, are doing that to. Um, Hold up the hands and the arms of the local pastors to be able to share the gospel. Um, it's a pretty cool thing. So Valerie and I love it. We're here constantly. This is our third time here this year. Um, and we're with the church, some friends of ours that uh, uh, are bringing their church on their first trip. And so um, it's just a cool thing. And Pastor Mitchell, the one you were just talking about... Um, is helping host this build with us mm-hmm. um, and pastors of church, started a school, all these cool things. And so you and Ian work with them all the time. And then, of course, you work with them more <laughs> than anybody else does. So um, that's awesome. So here's what I wanted to do. And I don't know how long we'll talk, whatever. But um, I, I wanted um, Alyssa to, to share this talk that she does. So you tell on the first day or so, you share with the teams. Um, and we're talking about primarily Americans that have come in. Um, to build a home and help those processes. You share with that team what I would call like a cultural awareness talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's phenomenal. So I think it's like one of the best things um, that is discussed here. You know, of course, the best thing is watching watching God move, right? Of course. But of course. The, the, that particular talk is so cool. And I thought it would be really cool for ha- to have you on the podcast and share this cultural awareness with with an audience that's not – on a trip so just sure. to uh christ followers in general because um, i just think it has some some really key points that every time you give every time you give it i'm thinking man this should be said in the local church you know yeah. so um i'm gonna let Alyssa <laughs> take it away she's a pro at this talk <laughs> so uh we're gonna let her go and then she's got to tweak it a little bit out of the context of being in this, in this you know in the middle of the dominican in the middle of a mission <laughs> trip but otherwise um so share with us where, whatever way you want to go with that
0: yeah so I really love sharing this, and I always thank teens for the opportunity to share because this is something I am super passionate about. I mentioned earlier that I have felt called to ministry since I was in middle school and particularly cross-cultural ministry. So I'm really living my dream serving yeah, here awesome. with CASAS um, and that's serving awesome. here. Um, it is just a joy. And um, part of the reason I love it so much is just the opportunity to, to learn from people, um, situations that are so different than our context in the United States. Yeah. Um, and ever since I started making these like cross-cultural relationships since I was in middle school, I have just recognized how God works yeah. and how um, there is so much to be learned and there's so, so, so much room for growth um, on both ends of a cross-cultural relationship. Right. Um, just the different ways we view God. And really, um, it starts with humility. Um, I share with teams, like, it really does start with a heart of humility. Like, that's what Jesus modeled for us. And yeah. if we, and it's easy to come into trips like this or even live out your own life with, with pride, you know? Yeah, um, sure. It's easy, but... When you have that pride, it kind of cuts you off from mm. from learning, from growing, from seeing how God's working. Um, when you kind of use your own culture as like a a measuring stick for like other cultures, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it gets it gets sticky, it gets messy, and you can't be open to seeing God work. Yeah, um, and so I always just encourage teams to come into this week with humility. Um. And just kind of recognize that we're all equal at the foot of the cross. We are, regardless of what we're giving, regardless of what we know, regardless of what we look like, regardless of where we're from, we're all equal. Um, and we all have something to learn and something to teach and something to give and something to receive. Right. So, um, that's been such a learning process for me. Um, and you know, it also comes back to respect, right? It's again, it's easy to come on these trips um, and put people in boxes. And again, as you live out your life, it's easy to put people in boxes. Yeah, absolutely, that's why. Um, I, like
1: that's, that's the thing. Every time every time you say these things, obviously in the context of a trip. But I think, man, this is us every day. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. You know this 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 standard of this is how we should do, like like yeah. there is a puffed upness about the American way is the way, right? right? And let's look down our noses on other people. Or, sure. Or, you know, um, our particular culture where we grew up. You know, like I grew up in the country, so the country way is the way. Right. right? Versus the city way. Or, right. Or the south way versus the north way. Or, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it just, it fits so well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I am interrupted you, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> no,
0: you're good. Um, I, uh, so yeah, just coming into this week with a respect for the people and recognizing every person really is so much more complex than mm-hmm. we recognize and every person we come into contact with has just as beautiful and complex life as each and every one of us. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when we kind of diminish what, what the person is, whether it's, Oh, a poor person, the Dominican or a lazy person at Walmart yep. or, yep. you know, however you want to you wanna look at it, when we diminish these people, it again, cut, kind of cuts us off from having that respect for people and recognizing the value that God put in them. Um, one of the things people say on teams that come on trips like this is, oh, you know, they were so poor and they lived so simply, but they had so much joy. Um, and, you know, it's beautiful to recognize the resilience, especially in yeah. these people that live... Um, in extreme poverty we want like we want teams to recognize that resilience but again that kind of puts them in a little box right and so we want to kind of help teams kind of open their mind to to the bigger person the the person as a whole
1: that seems to be the starting point it's like the beginning point you know we brought lots of people lots of teams Valerie and I you know we fall in this trap too but not just here like in America that we end up, the starting point ends up being, oh, look, they don't. They have so little and yet they're so happy. Mm-hmm. I wish I was happy like that because I have so much. I should be more mm-hmm. happy. It, it, it's like a starting point. Yeah. You know, it's not a very good one, but it's a starting it point. It is. It
0: is. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they come home from work and have bad days, too, just yep. like we all do. They come home discouraged with relationship issues or, you know... Whatever thing they may be struggling with, just like we all do, we yeah, have good days and, and dads bad days. Friends yeah. and
1: girlfriends and everything else. Yeah. You know?
0: There's so much more than just, you know, a poor family of the Dominican. Yeah. They are all these other things. Um, and so that's why we encourage teams to build such deep relationships because that's where you kind of find that growth and that, that joy and that, you know, seeing God work in another culture is through relationships, right? Yeah. Um, you know, And then to do that, it helps to kind of have an understanding of the culture you're stepping into, you know? Um, So I always share with teens about the Dominican, right? I share how here in the Dominican, there's such a beautiful value in community, right? And it's not better or worse than in the United States, but it is very different and such a beautiful opportunity to learn, right? Like they just do community differently. Um, And you know it's not just looking out for your family you and your family like you're looking out for your community and your church and the kid that's on the street like you're gonna take care of that person whether you know them like whether you know them super well or not Mm -hmm. they're part of your community um and I've seen that play out so many times and it's just beautiful to learn from and that's one of the first things we we see teams notice um And that you'll hear, if you talk to a Dominican, that's one of the first things they'll tell you about their culture is like, oh yeah, we love our community. Like we really value our community. They really do. Yeah. Um,
1: And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Right. And, and we, obviously we can learn so much from that, but I think the big piece, like you were saying is, you know, it's really hard to appreciate a culture that you don't take time to understand. Mm. Um, so if we take, you know, seek, seek to be, seek to understand, don't just seek to be understood, you know, and. Um, and I think that, like, what I what I'm thinking about a lot lately, when you when you say these things, and I've been thinking about this week, is I've been thinking about what is going to happen in America over the next year and a half. Is we're all going to hate each other again mm. because it's election cycle, mm. and so we end up saying, well, these people are going to vote this way, and they're like this, yeah. you know, instead of understanding their context, where they came from, their culture, right, and the subcultures within America. Sure. Um, and you won't approach that without the humility you said at first that there's got to be a humility there that yeah. my way's not the way and uh and there might be some things broken with my way sure. that i of course there is sure. that I can learn from these other cultures, and of course they've got things broken in theirs too yeah um but the awareness of that like you just said, like knowing the culture that you're in, so like you push us to you know pay attention to their humanity and beautiful things of their culture and notice those things you know like especially like the community piece um anyway go ahead
0: yeah um you know like when when you when you recognize that there is so much beauty in every culture it opens you up to so much more like it really does um but when you're ignorant to the culture Mm -hmm. It only leads to confusion and disdain. You know, I give an example of like, oh, you'll in these poor communities, you'll see trash on the street. And yeah, this is a good example. And you know, it's easy to make a quick judgment. You know, oh, they don't care about their city; they're just throwing trash. I just saw this little boy throw his little his little Dorito bag on the on the ground on the on the street. Like, why don't they care about their city? Like, um, but what you don't know is like trash control is so much more complicated here mm-hmm. um you're the trash pickup may come up come on a monday it may come on a friday it may come this month it may come four months from now in these poor communities um, yeah, you
1: may, they never know
0: yeah and it's so you need to take it out to the dump but the dumps f- five miles out of town and you don't have transportation <laughs> to throw it into the back of a pickup truck
1: you can't
0: just do that you right? know um, you can't leave the big tanks of trash on the street because they often get stolen. So you can't just leave them on the street hoping the trash truck comes by. It maybe come ha- by this week. Right? right. Like you have to kind of know. Like even just that one example, you know, making those quick judgments is, is never healthy to how we view a culture. You know, to take a step back and say, oh, that's different.
1: Yeah, Maybe there's a reason for this. Right. Instead of it being... A lack of care or concern yeah. you know we had a lady one time on a trip I don't know i throw anybody on the bus but um, that was bothered by the trash thing but but it was a they don't care about the environment part mm-hmm. and after the trip was over with, of course her eyes were more open to the culture and and especially from your talk um, but one of the things me and her discussed was they actually create way less trash than we do mm-hmm. um, as Americans because we have ease of getting rid of trash we create tons of it, more than any other country in the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Dominican culture, whereas yeah. the trash pickup is a big deal, um, it's not a lack of care for their environment. Um, it's it's a it's a hard thing in their culture, right? Right. Um, and they create way less trash because they use so many things, upcycle, recycle, whatever word you want to use, mm-hmm. constantly. That they create way less traffic oh, yeah. than we do. Oh, yeah. You know, that something's not one use, single Super use. Super it, resourceful. It's, it's multi, right, absolutely. It's incredible yeah. the resourcefulness that comes from it. You know, I watched, I, today I set aside a wheelbarrow mm-hmm. that was not not our wheelbarrow on the site, not from the job, mm-hmm. but it was from the family next door. And I looked at the wheelbarrow and uh, I noticed that near the wheel it had been re, you know, it had broken and it had been restructured back together with leftover barbed wire. Mm, and it yeah. was incredible. Like, I kept looking at it going, and this thing, that's like, that's better than it was made to be to begin with. And it's recycled bar, bar. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked further, and the lip of this metal wheelbarrow had rusted out and bent over, and they had taken and bent, perfectly bent a piece of rebar mm. in it and tacked it back in. With these extremely small like and so it was incredible. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was like I was like, we would have thrown it in the trash can and moved on. Sure. And and we would have looked like we cared about our environment because it wasn't sitting on the road somewhere, right? Right. But instead, we're creating, you know, more and yeah. more and more, more trash to begin with. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So. Like just those little things. Um yeah, the trash thing is a great example because it's a really easy spot to judge without understanding. Oh, and yeah. uh, and it's a hot button topic thing you
0: know so so that's cool yeah yeah i mean i'm still learning three years in um like you're never gonna know everything about a culture you're never gonna understand like that's one of the reasons we rely so much on our pastors is because We are never going to know as much as these pastors that have worked in these communities for decades.
1: Yeah, grew up here. Like,
0: yeah, grew up here, serving in these communities for decades, know the ins and the outs. Like, we're never going to know. And in the same way, we're never going to understand a culture. But that's why it goes back to humility and recognizing we're never going to understand. Absolutely. Um, And not just thinking, oh, they do that differently. Then it's obviously wrong or weird or gross. Or all of those kind of derogatory terms that we kind of lean into, um, yeah, and and that kind of humility leads to practical outcomes, right? Like it leads to, it leads to making sure you accept the hospitality that's offered
1: to you. Yeah, yeah.
0: It leads to making sure that when the family offers you coffee you're going to say in the
1: middle of a work day (laughs) when it's 500 degrees outside (laughs) and you're like there's no possible way i could drink this coffee yeah you know you go no wait a minute They're, they're i have something to give they have something to give they're serving me you know yeah they're accepting my gift yeah um you know and and it's hard for them to understand the gift that we're given as well right sure so but there's an acceptance of it and the same thing for us right yeah um that's a cool example too
0: yeah that humility just leads to this ripple effect of actions like when you have that humility and kind of have that respect and see them as a whole person you're not just going to randomly take a picture of you know this this person that you don't even know you yeah, know like it's going to seem
1: right like they're a prop or something, right you know? it's
0: going to seem a little uncomfortable um and you know it leads to more practical outcomes which we want to see for teams and of course there's so much grace there there's
1: absolutely there's
0: so much grace as we learn again I'm still learning three years in why things are done certain ways in different cultures um but that's the beauty like if you love to learn if you love to to serve and see God work and that's the main thing right like there is brokenness and there is hurt and there is sin in every culture, Everywhere. but also in every culture, there is God working and yep. there's beauty. Yep. Um, and there's an opportunity to learn. And so that's why we encourage our teams to have that humility and that respect, because we don't want them to miss that. Like we don't want them to miss that as they step into a new culture, um, a new opportunity to see the way the church sees God, to see the way the people interact with the world and with the Bible. Like, there's such a beautiful opportunity there and we don't want the teams, we don't want teams to miss it. And yeah, like that's, that's the whole point of, of why I kind of share um, what I do. And again, I just love it. Like I just, it's been such a learning process for me, like going through school and having these conversations in class um, was such a gift. Um, having my mom help kind of model it and kind of send me down that path when she saw that it was becoming a passion for me. Um, like all these things kind of kind of led for this to be like such a huge thing in my life of experiencing other cultures, learning um, and just seeing the beauty of God in in different ways in different contexts
1: yeah you, there's two big things that popped up when you were talking, obviously, so we need to change this talk it's not really a cultural awareness talk. it is a humility talk is what it really <laughs> is, right that's the core to it mm-hmm. and and which is pretty amazing because you know obviously scripturally. Um, you see humility is a, it's the, it's the monster piece. Like okay. it's the big piece, you know, that God, God draws near to the humble. God mm-hmm. opposes the prideful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, it's the starting point to all things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a relationship with Jesus without humbleness and humility, right. you know, starting that path. And then that's obviously how he models it to us. right? Oh, yeah. And so um, it's pretty cool but then also you know like the, the cultural thing you made me think of um, and we reference this in church in America all the time but I think we I think we fail to realize how to really live it out and this helps with that, that this setting helps with that um, you know Paul talks about being all things to all people and he refers mm-hmm. to being to the Jew who'll became a Jew to the Gentile I became a Gentile um, he's, he's not really talking religion at all he's talking culture Mm. Right, he's saying that to the Jew, I became a Jew. Like I embraced their culture, mm. learned from it, and embraced it, and that they did, did the same thing with the Gentile yeah. In other words, in other words, my preference of culture is um, a sacrifice I'm willing to lay down. Mm. Right. Yeah. And if we're willing to do that in any setting, especially like take it out of this and here in America, going into what is going to be a ridiculous time period in sure. um, arguments and fights and everything else. If we will go, you know, I'll lay down my culture. I'll embrace somebody else's, because um, that's what Jesus does for us. Mm-hmm. Then the, the the door to share the gospel is now wide open on both on both sides, mm-hmm. right? For me on that side, deciding to do that, like Paul deciding to do it, but then also it being shared back uh, the same way, yeah. um, which I think is crucial. Like the the point you part point out that that. We have something to learn. They have something to learn. We have something to give. They have something to give, right? Mm-hmm. We have something to teach. They have something to teach. Like, there's a level playing field oh, of yeah? humanity. Mm-hmm. And and I think God honors that in such a way when we realize we're all God's children. Mm-hmm. We're all his workmanship, you know. Yeah. We're all his His handiwork. The, the, the masterpiece is the best translation for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he has good work for us to do together. Um but every, every human being is created in the image of God and mm-hmm. so many boundaries and issues and contentious things can fall away. Um, when we realize that we're all God's children, but that takes, like you said, it takes humility. It takes a, a, a dedication and you're not gonna always get this right.
0: Oh, right. No. Of course
1: not. Oh, That's no. why we need grace. Exactly. A dedication to humbleness. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that being like, my goal is to be like Jesus. Mm. My Savior is humble, yeah. um, and I think that kills a lot of self righteousness and self indignation and all those things. Um, that's the that's the curing point for it. And, yeah. um I just love the way you share this stuff, and then and then you usually, which just doesn't make any sense on this, but we'll say it anyway. <laughs> then you usually give um, us phrases and things that we can no yeah right, right? yeah Some spanish phrases and stuff that sure. really helps set the tone yeah so instead of telling us this is what i like about it instead of telling us to ask where the bathroom is <laughs> right um which is pretty important sure what you share with us instead is phrases that create that common ground and humility mm-hmm. um like like I can't ever remember it, but what's the God bless you one? Is Dios te bendiga. Dios te bendiga. Dios I can't bendiga. ever get that, so I end up saying I end up saying God is good. It's oh bad, oh I, yeah, I, I that's, like that's easy, wonderful right? too, right? <laughs> that's easy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I saw this play out today personally for myself. Um, I ended up going on the porch of the house next door, and uh, which is where mom is living right now, the the home that we're building for mother and her children, and. Uh, sat down and she came and sat beside me um and she was offering me something from the house so of course i say yes i have no idea what i'm saying yes to but i'm saying yes um and she starts talking to me about her children and i can piece it together what she's saying so i start talking to her about my children and she can piece together what she's saying and come to find out we have a tremendous amount in common you know mm-hmm. a tremendous amount um Matter of fact when we both got to our youngest children, we, we both at the same time almost, like we were sharing our youngest children's ages and stuff like that and names, and we both at the exact same time said, No moss. No moss. No more kids <laughs> And it was this you know, but it was this moment where you're like, man, we we're the same. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. We're the same. Um any we we talk about this with regard to Compassion International children we rescue and sponsor and children we see here um, and also other places you know the only difference between those children and my children are where they're born Mm -hmm. there's no other difference Um, you know and the humbleness is a thing for us as Christ followers if you made it this far into Alyssa's episode 27 minutes in um, all you're sharing is humbleness right Um, you know humility in in how we interact and how we think so a lot of what you're sharing is not really it's not as much interaction as its heart posture oh yeah you know mindset heart and mindset for sure. heart and mindset and if that heart and mindset's there then of course we'll screw up but the actions can follow if the heart and the mind's there um I really appreciate you sharing this. Of
0: course, thank you for having me. I put me. her on the
1: spot too. She had hardly any notice, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited about it. If you guys want to find out more about Casas por Cristo, or you want to talk to um, Alyssa and Ian about uh, um, working with missionaries in other countries, you know, you may be listening to this and feeling like God's leading on your heart to support a missionary. You can do that with them as well. Um, they have become good friends over the years now, and um, you can reach out. You can check out CasasporCristo.org. Mm-hmm. That's correct. You can yep. even find them on there um, and support them directly or just find out more information or decide Do you want to go on a trip. And you can go with us as a church. You can go without a church. You can go all <laughs> kinds of ways. So um, what's the best way, if somebody wanted to contact you, Alyssa, what's, a, what's an email address um, that might be the best?
0: A. Um, Dugger. A-D-U-G-G-E-R. Um, A-D-U-G-G-E-R.
1: At CasasPorCristo.org. A Dugger at yes, sir And you're not one of those Duggers that has 29 kids and counting.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Ian does joke, though. He's like, Yeah, I'm the adopted one. They didn't show on the show.
1: I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, Ian, I mean, Alyssa, I just called you in because you said it. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank and you. Um, if you want any more information and you didn't catch what she said, you can message us directly and we would be glad to connect you with one of my favorite. Organizations in the entire world. So um, thank you for listening. Alyssa, say bye to everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday.
0: Have a good day.